Matthew chapter 1. Matthew. The Word of God is an eternal book. There's no date to the Word of God. Now, throughout history, God gave it at certain points in our time, but he gave it. It came to us knowing that it was there before. It's a powerful book. It's a living book. Matthew chapter 1. If, uh, when you find it, please stand with me. We're going to read a few verses here. Matthew chapter 1. Even though we know the Christmas story, you'll find out there's a lot of things you don't know. And uh, God always can teach us something. We're often blinded by our own pride and a lot of times our own knowledge. When we approach God, believe who he is, allow him to show you things. Things that your eyes have never seen, things that your ears have never heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man, the Bible says. And he will show you because he already has it prepared for you. A loving God. Now the birth of Jesus, verse 18, uh, Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, they were engaged uh, before they came together. This was right before the wedding. Maybe the night of. Right before they got married. Right before the wedding day. Maybe the night before, whatever the case, whatever, how many days before, before they came together. They were a spouse, but right before the wedding day, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, he didn't go spreading uh, a bunch of nonsense around. He said, the Bible says being a just man, he kept it to himself. Notice that part. We gotta watch it. We gotta watch our mouth. A lot of times we don't know what's going on. Pray more than talk. Uh, was minded to put her away privately, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Lord, thank you, Father, for the perfect word. There's no unanswered questions in your word. Your word is 100% pure, without one fault, error. Lord, I thank you for given us the powerful word of God. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your presence, powerful presence. Lord, uh, I pray, Lord, that you'll use your word. Let it not return void unto yourself. Do whatsoever you please with it. Break our hardened hearts. Soften them, Lord. 
Help us where we need it. Thank you for the Savior. Help us all, Lord, to look to him today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Behold, a virgin shall uh, be with child. Uh, this is, if you would like to turn with me, go to Isaiah. This has uh, been prophesied long before this in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, and it shows the perfect plan of salvation from God. The Lord Jesus Christ was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. God knew it would come to pass. You say, well, then why would God allow uh, all this stuff to happen? Man, when you love somebody, you, you, can't, you can't resist. You can't resist. Uh, the guys know what I mean. When, you know, when I, met my, when I met my wife, I sold my car. I sold my only car to buy her a ring. Had to sell it. What did I do? I, I walked. But she had a ring. I took the bus. Did what I had to do, but I sold the car to get her a ring. Uh, there's something about love. When you fall in love, you, you start doing crazy things. Whatever it takes. Guys will have no problem uh, traveling across the world. I know guys that have done that. They fell in love with somebody from another country, and they went over there. Uh, so they'll sell their house. Men will do crazy. Where do you think we get that? God, we're made in his image. And he says, I love everybody. I love the enemies. I love the worst of sinners. I love the drunkards. I love the drug addicts. I love every person ever born. I love the ones that hate me. I just love them. God is love, the perfect picture of love. And when you start to grow in his love and experience the love of God, the only way, you, we don't love God naturally. The Bible says that we only can love God because God first loved us. And that while we were yet, even yet sinners, Christ died for us. It's the true picture of love. God had this great plan uh, the whole time to bring us back to him. When God made Adam and Eve, it was nothing but fellowship and blessing in the garden. It was beautiful. When Adam sinned, that fellowship was broken. But God never left them. God never left them. It always amazes me with Cain and Abel. How many remember the story of Cain and Abel? Uh, if you read that passage, Abel brought to God an excellent sacrifice, and his offering was accepted. The next verse, Cain goes and kills him. The rest of the entire chapter, God is dealing with Cain. We don't hear much about Abel. It's all about Cain, Cain, Cain. Why? Cain was the one who murdered. He, got, he, didn't, he disobeyed God. But the whole chapter is about Cain. Why? Uh, God is after. God is after everyone. The Bible says God delighteth not in the death of the wicked. God would extend the most wicked people's lives to give them opportunity to get saved. God doesn't uh, delight in judgment. The Bible says he delights in mercy. He delights in mercy. He sees the end. He sees the end. Christ is the beginning and the end. And he draws all men to him. And there is nothing you have ever done or nothing you could ever do to separate you from the love of God. God just loves you. And this plan uh, here in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, the Bible says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign... 
Isaiah 7, 14, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. What's that mean, Emmanuel? We know in Matthew, God with us in baby form. What amazing. Now, I've seen some beautiful babies. I've seen some ugly babies, too. It is what it is. But God being born. Brother Rob quoted the verse, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Wow. Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Our memory verse, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. The everlasting Father. Jesus Christ is the almighty God. Born in flesh. Becoming his own creation. The importance of a baby. Without your children, there's no future. I think back of Noah. Genesis chapter 5. Genesis 5, verse 29, the Bible says, and he called his name Noah, saying, this is Lamech, Noah's father, this same, this uh, Noah shall uh, comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed. God, the Bible says, the fruit of the womb is of the Lord. God gives you children, but the children really belong to God. Amen. They do. Every baby Murdered in the womb, God just takes them. They're mine. They're born in heaven. Every miscarriage, born in heaven. Blessed are the eyes that never see. They're just born in heaven. What greatness. They're just born in heaven. They don't experience, have to experience the pain and sorrow of life. It's beautiful. And as chaotic as life gets, a baby born is something so special. At this time, the earth was getting so corrupted from the original creation. And Adam lived almost uh, and got to see Noah born. So the people around were originally, uh, only Adam seen what was before the curse, before the thorns, before the weeds sprang forth, before all, uh, the curse of God hit the ground. And we all know, if you ever... We all know, hard work. This earth is cursed. This earth is cursed. If you stay at home doing nothing, you feel terrible. If you work yourself to death out there, you feel terrible. It's like, what do I do? You can't win. If you gather all the money in the world, it's more, you're more empty. And you, you feel like, what do I want to do with all this money? Maybe I just start giving it away. Well, you spent all your life getting it. Now you're going to give it. What do, what do we do with life? What is life? There's a curse on this ground. Only God can free you from that curse. Amen. We needed someone to free us from the curse that came. Wherefore, is by one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon every man for that all have sin. Lamech said, Lord, we need someone to come. Help us from this curse. 
God told Lamech, I'm going to give you a child. His name's going to be Noah. Uh, the same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord hath cursed. God gave Noah. Noah brought comfort. Uh, Noah brought, found the grace, the child of grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a man of faith. Six verse eight, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And God used Noah to deliver the world and everyone that entered the ark from that judgment of God. God sent one person, Noah, to do that. The ark is an amazing thing. The, all the animals made it. We, I love animals. They all went in there. People say, well, what, how come the animals are cursed? They never sinned. The Bible says they suffer. I believe it's Romans chapter 8. They, all creation suffers because of man's sin, because of the ground that's cursed. They suffer. They didn't do any harm. They didn't do any wrong, but they suffer because of us. Only God can lift the curse. Amen. We need someone uh, to free us. God sent Noah to bring comfort and hope, and grace, and faith. I think of Moses. We all remember Moses. Moses was given, that was a terrible time, where Pharaoh, he was killing all the children. Terrible, terrible, terrible. You think, that? why would they do that back then? They're doing it now. What are you talking about? All the abortions that are going on, it's the same thing going on. Listen, mankind has never changed. We just put different shades over it, uh, different clothing. Uh, but man's heart is man's heart. Man's ways are man's ways. We've never changed. Well, that's why we need a savior. God sent Moses. Moses, a precious child. The Bible says he was a goodly looking child. I don't know what that means. He was just extra handsome. Maybe he came out with like a full head of hair, some, some muscles. But... Uh, the, uh, his, his mother couldn't see him go, like any mother. So they wind up hiding him in a little basket in the river, and he was floating down the river down there, and Pharaoh's daughter picked him out. She said, what's, what's that over there? And the, the girls went and got, got the basket, and uh, there was baby Moses in there. She said, this is one of the Hebrew children. And God sent a touch of grace in that situation to where Pharaoh's daughter found favor for this child in the eyes of God. God can touch hearts. We worry about circumstances. We worry about uh, law. We worry about work. We worry. Listen, God is in full control. If he cursed the ground, he can lift that curse. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like the trees planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, whatsoever he doeth, 
Oh, if I, if I walk with God, that means I can't do anything. I just got to go to church, read my Bible, and I, I can't even watch this and do this and drink that. It's a boring life. No, God says, whatsoever you do shall prosper. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. We would need someone great to come and bring such blessing. Every child in my home, God's given me a daughter. She's playing the piano. My son, he, he just runs around and stuff. He does a lot. He, he doesn't do just that. He, he's, he's a servant. He, he's, he does a lot behind the scenes stuff. We tell him to go get everything, but he's a boy. Thank God for him. But, but they bring life in our home. They bring grace. They bring a touch, amen. But for the ground, we need someone greater. We need something greater in our life. No matter what I put my hands to, what I do, it can't fill my heart. It can't touch my soul. Moses was born. At that time, the people, the Israelites, were in such bondage and affliction. But God would have Moses come. Grew up in the palace that's a miracle in itself. How would an Israelite who should have been murdered grow up next to Pharaoh and deliver God's people with a mighty hand and a miraculous hand with the plagues and everything else? And God used Moses in a mighty way, in a miraculous way. God sends, I think of Samson. Let's turn there, Judges chapter 13. Judges, got Matthew, or Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, then Joshua, then Judges. Judges chapter 13. Judges 13, verse 3. And the Bible says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the women and said unto her, Behold now, Unto the woman, behold now, thou art barren, and bearest not. But thou shalt conceive and bear a son. The fruit of the womb is of the Lord. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Out of the hand of the Philistines. God raised up here now a child to deliver the children of God. God throughout history always used someone the coming one. God, who will you send next? Who will be the... Let's look at verse 24. And the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtal. Samson, we know Samson, such strong. I think of the time where he picked up the gates of the city. You know how heavy iron gates are? Even if they were wood, it doesn't matter. Massive gates in the city, he picked them up and carried them. It's hard for me to walk up the hill with nothing. 
I'll be out of breath and all. But imagine carrying those big heavy gates. Those, those gates must have been a few tons. God gave him supernatural strength to do the work of God. We limit God. Now we say, well, I would love supernatural strength. I would love to pick up cars and, do, and show my muscles off. Yeah, we all would, right? But the Lord is not about that type of blessing. He wants to give you greater blessings. He wants you to uh, perform greater miracles than these. They're spiritual. He would think, you would think that your life is destroyed. He would raise it back up. You would think your marriage is destroyed and over with. He would bring life back into it. You would think you're weak and you can't do anything for Christ. Watch God lift you up and you do the mighty things for God. God is not slack in his hand. His hand is not shortened that it cannot save. We serve a miraculous God, but we limit him. We want the physical aspects, but God doesn't look on the outward. He looks on the heart. And he gave us these great stories to show us, as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, greater works shall ye do. Greater works shall ye do. We only limit ourselves because we look too much on the outward. We only limit ourselves uh, because we look at what we don't have. But God is not limited in resources. He's not limited in power. He's not limited at all. God is a mighty God. Mighty Savior. He sent Samson. He delivered God's people. God used strength. With Noah, he used grace and faith. Moses, he used miracles and a mighty hand. With Samson, he used that strength. The strength to save. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. The promise that a baby would be born. Would it be like Noah, God, this time? Greater. Lord, would it be like Samson, who's strong? He can just kill all the enemies and wipe them out. Greater. Would it be like Moses, who God used and just took us all away? Out of the chaos, greater. I'm going to send one that will do it all. I'm going to send myself. I'm coming this time. I'm going to make an end of everything. Your enemies, we're going to win them to Christ. The persecution you're in, I'm going to bring peace. Where you're weak, I'm going to make you strong. Where you're sick, I'm going to heal you. I'm coming. God in the flesh has come. That's what we celebrate. Emmanuel, God in the flesh, the baby Jesus has come and brought to all peace. How's your home today? Is your home troubled? Is your life troubled? Is your heart troubled? Jesus will bring you peace. Love. How is your conscience today? Are you lonely? Oh, why are you lonely? A lot of times our own sin 
drives us away from society, from each other. That sin eats at our conscience and soul. But with the love of Christ comes forgiveness and mercy. Do you lack power? He has power to give. God, who is all sufficient, will be sufficient for you. His grace and his strength is made perfect in your weakness. We celebrate God in the flesh, our Lord Jesus Christ. This Christmas, may Christ be exalted in your life. May he be your everything. He is the final one that has come. All the babies that came and were born to deliver God's people, to deliver mankind, to bring hope, to bring peace, to bring strength, were only a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ leading up to the final one, God in the flesh. And now we can look back and say, wow, he still fights for you and me. He's still there. Noah died. Yeah, it's nice hearing the stories of Noah, but what is he doing for me? Moses, Samson, and we can name many more in the Bible. Uzziah, the prophets, Isaiah, many in the Bible. But there's only one who truly died for me. There's only one who truly loves me, loves me still. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He was born for you, and he died for you. And he lives today. Let his voice be heard in your own heart. And listen, as he cries your name, come unto me, all ye that are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest even unto your soul. Come, come and drink of the waters of the fountain of life freely. Come, for I will no wise cast out. I will never turn you away, for I love you. I died for you. Just come, come. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for being born. The Son of God, who gave your life for us. The only one whose grave is empty, who death could not conquer. Lord, you conquered death for all of us, and we shall live if we are in Christ. I pray, O oh God, Lord, if there's anyone here who does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, with all head, heads bowed, eyes closed, I just want to ask you a question. Maybe you're here and you never received Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're not saved. You know God spoke to your heart about salvation. You know something's missing in your heart. You can feel it. There's a hollowness to your soul. That hollowness is the mark of God on your life, showing you your need for only one person, and that's Christ. Religion can never fill it. Your own works can never fill it. Only the Lord Jesus Christ that created you designed a place in your heart just for him. It's missing. It's empty. If you've never received Christ, don't take another step. Don't move any further. 
Don't live life empty anymore. He wants to come in. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If, anyone will, if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. I will come into your heart. I want to be your savior. I love you. I don't want to ever be without you. The Bible says, if you receive Christ, you shall be saved. If you're like that, no one's looking around, just raise your hand and say, Pastor, I would like to get saved. I would like to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? God bless you. Anyone else? Amen. For, the, for everybody, let's all stand. As the piano plays, would you dedicate this season? Lord, I want to put you first in my life this season. May the holidays never take my eyes off you. May the stress and pressures of life. We need to remember that God can lift the curse in our life. And whatsoever ye do shall prosper. Don't allow your life to be lived without Christ. Let him bless you. Let him fill you. A child of love was born for you. A child of grace was born for you. A child of strength and deliverance was born for you. A child of mercy was born for you. A child of hope was born for you. And his name is called Emmanuel. His name is called Jesus. The great I am. The Alpha, the Omega. The first and the last. And he's coming again to receive you unto himself. That where he is, we may be also. What love is this? When you love somebody that much, you can't be without them. And Jesus said, I can't be without you. I need you. I want to be with you forever. I'm even making you a place in heaven with me. I won't leave you long. I'm going to come and get you. Just hang tight. And when I come, just keep looking up. Keep looking up at the cross. I'm coming to get you. Keep your eyes on the cross. Keep your eyes in the sky looking up. Jesus is coming again. As he went, so shall he return. Our child of peace, our child of hope, our Savior, our Redeemer, that put himself on that cross for you and me. What a great, great, blessing what great love what great love what great love is this that a man will lay down his life for a friend Jesus said I've not called you servants I called you friends he said you're my friend I love you Lord, thank you, oh God, for all that you've done, the perfect plan of salvation. May we never lose sight of how real you are and how much you love us. 
Lord, let us take our eyes off ourself and put it on you. We have nothing to offer. We have nothing to bring. But simply to the cross we cling. Thank you for loving us despite of who we are. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for you. Thank you for coming. I pray, Lord, that we would all give ourselves to you, love you, and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. A quick announcement next week is we're having a little children's play, and also uh, there's going to be another uh, Christmas service. We have the hoodies in the back. Who's uh, doing the hoodies right now? Girls, you can get in the back. Uh, make sure you do not leave without your hoodie. Where's that at? In the back? Oh, please, everybody, just swing by maybe uh, if you get your hoodie. If but there's a coloring. The kids have some coloring. Uh, just vote. How's it voted? Oh, just one vote for number one pick. Just put your number one pick, put it in the box. Do not cheat. Do not vote twice. <laughs> cookies. We have the cookie fellowship on the Tuesday. And we have five o'clock on Tuesday and also music practice Tuesday and Thursday at seven. Nobody's listening. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Get the hoodies. Don't forget Wednesday service at 7 as well. <laughs>